you know, maybe two nights out of the week, we put our kids down earlier than normal because we just need that break or whatever it is. Just really thinking through and being creative. You have full license to be so creative with your family and what you need. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast where we talk about exactly that every single week. Real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. How's it going, going, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. Welcome back to the Real Life Podcast. We're about faith, culture, and answer your questions. All right, guys, we're laughing because last week we said we were going to get to some of your guys' challenges and stuff, and then Alyssa just started preaching over here, started just bringing these COVID-19 nugs. Started, no, I just uh, asked what was the funniest yeah, part exactly. of COVID. <laughs> um, and just what are we learning? What's been the hard stuff? What's been the good stuff? So all that to say, we ran out of time. So we're going to get to those today, maybe make a shorter episode. Let's just see how it goes. Um, but real quick, let's, now that it's a whole new week, how has your last week been and how's it been? You know, I'm joking because we recorded the last episode <laughs> earlier. Um but yeah, any other anything you want to share real quick before we okay, jump into it? I have a it? question for you. Yeah. What is one bucket list item you'd like to have from this COVID or something you want to learn? What's what? Bucket? What do you mean? Like a bucket list item to do during COVID-19 um, I don't or a person know. you want to become, a habit you want to form. Well, I think today was it. Have an ahi steak at a really cheap price. Well, you couldn't have foreseen that though. I could have. No. I could have. Um, I, it sounds so bad, but I feel like I don't. I Jeff don't, doesn't think like that. Yeah, and I don't like change. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> you change. Not really. But you don't have bucket list items. No, I do, but I just like just do them or just get them or just want them and then pursue them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how would you say that? Like, I don't, you know. And like, I don't, I don't, to me, it's like, I just, if I want to do it, then I would do it in my life. Not when it's COVID-19. <laughs> you know what I mean? Guys, <laughs> yeah, no, no if you're an Enneagram of- person, no truer words have been said of it. eight. Like, why on earth would I wait until a pandemic to do things that I want to do anyways? To look forward to something, to make it exciting, to have something creative, an ag- outlet. No, I agree. I'm not saying to that do it's, something not, I'm that not saying it's a downer, but I'm saying like, that's irrelevant to just doing something I would want to do. If mm-hmm. I want to do it, I'll do it. Whether it is a pandemic or it's not a pandemic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Has it inspired you to do anything? No. <laughs> Welcome to my life, friend. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I didn't know how to explain I have that. a bucket list item yeah, for you. Because you were very different. That was what I was going to say. You see, yeah. Well, you planted the garden. That was nice. But that's because you woke up and you wanted to. Exactly. And I would have, if it would have happened five months ago, I would have done the same thing. I think it would be fun if you built a playhouse for the kids because we're reading Magic Tree House and we don't have a tree, but it'd That's be cool true. if you did like a little shed-like thing. But our yard's super thing. small. I just don't know if that would go well. It could be janky. Yeah. It could just be little. Yeah. Something fun yeah, to do guys, with. You is... could do it with them. You guys could paint it. Yeah. You could do like a little yeah. cafe. Um, 
Yeah. Thing. Window pop out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is so, this is the difference of me and you. It's like once we started changing, <laughs> two things happened. Once this started changing into like a different season than normal, and when you started watching everyone else's corn their own Instagrams with their quarantine bucket mm-hmm. list, then you were like, oh, let's do this, 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 and I was like, yeah, like I'm like, and, and let me be clear, I'm not saying like no to those things. I'm just saying like. Why is that? Why are we all of a sudden like pressured to do that right now? Just let's do it. There's no pressure. Mo- it's like how to make it fun and exciting. I know. And it, but something it's, to look forward to. But it's to. fun and exciting if we don't do those things. Like just my life just, is life. There's an opportunity at hand. I hear you. I hear you. I'm just saying this is it, it, this is spotlight our difference, which is funny. It is true. I almost decelerate of just like, oh no, I could just do that anytime. I'll just do that anytime. And you accelerate to like, oh my goodness, this is super special. We need to do something. What inspires me to be creative. Totally. Which I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a dud, friends. I don't think it was a dud. A dud question. I thought it was great. We learned we I thought it was great. We had an intimate communicative experience. We learned about <laughs> each other. Our true selves were revealed. There was an exchange of hearts and emotions and desires. I loved it. Hmm. Okay. But what was that any more on yours? Yes, I have some things. You were waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got to if you want that's again such a difference of like if you, you want to say something just say something not wait till you're asked guys it's like listen one of you my you should read those nine and eight like my, things i know Pull that was up. funny no that's we funny. kid yeah that was um what was the like one of my i wouldn't even call it a pet peeve because i think it's just funny but what a, one of the Alyssa's biggest habits she does in our marriage is when <laughs> she wants something she tries to pressure she tries to frame it and pressure it into me better. like wanting it so like if Alyssa, dessert. So like if Alyssa wants popcorn or if Alyssa wants dessert, Alyssa will not go get the ice cream out of the freezer. <laughs> Alyssa will say, do you want some ice cream right now? And I'll say no. And she'll go, are you sure you don't want some ice cream right now? And I'll say, yes, I'm very sure. When I answer the first time, it's almost, I never change. And you know this, by the way, too. Like I immediately know what I want, when I want, how I want. And then, and then you go, well... What about in like five minutes or are you sure? Or what if we did it this way? And I'm like, what? And then now that we've been married long enough, I know it's basically her way of saying, I want some ice cream, but I don't want to have it alone. I don't want to take like ownership of just going and getting it and doing it. I want to do it with someone. I want and someone most likely else I don't want to get it for myself. And that too. And I'm just like, oh, it's hilarious. <clears throat> anyway, my things, I really want to paint this hutch and make it, it's like a TV cabinet, but I want to make it into a desk. Yeah, it'll be sweet. Uh, that, that's a good one. I need to get some paint. So I'm trying to figure that out because paint does not ship. At least not here right now. And then secondly, I have I bought two embroidery kits that I'm really excited about. I mentioned that before on the last podcast, but I'm excited to do that. Uh, and actually, that might be as much as I have right now. Oh, and I started Little Women, which I'm really excited. I um, watched the movie... What t- when was that? Christmas? My favorite movie of all time. It, it all, especially as an author, it was like the end. I just wanted to stand up and shout for Joe. So I got the book and I've never read anything um, by, all of a sudden I'm blanking her name, Louisa May Alcott. And so I'm just loving it. So I started that and I'm really, really liking it. <clears throat> Ooh, that is good. And I love yeah. that. Um, Margie, if you're listening, shout out. Yes. Um, love Thank that. You. That basket you got us was like the best basket ever. And that um, that little women. I've actually. I've been funny, wanting to buy it for months. Well, yeah. I don't know if Margie knows this, but that little, that little, little women, right? Not women. Yeah. yeah little women. That little women uh, 
specific edition with like that art the rifle paper one yeah i've seen it for like a year or two and i've even wanted it just because i'm everyone knows who listens i'm an i'm an aesthetically vibes yeah pleasing vibes (laughs) type of guy and so i just always love that exact cover and so it's just cool that we got it but margie you're the best so good um okay let's go okay let's do the audience that was the plan yes that was the plan last week I know, but now I'm giving you the baton. Okay, so baton. if you don't remember, guys, I asked. I just wanted to just honestly, there were, it wasn't a Q and A or anything. I just wanted to check in with your guys's challenges. So I think I just said like, hey, during this crisis, what's your guys's biggest roadblock or challenge you're running into um, as a family? And so we know we got single peeps listening here too. So um, hopefully some of this stuff can kind of track parallel to you. Um, and so yeah, so I just wanted to read some of your guys' challenges. Maybe we can just respond to it, give some nuggets. The first one I thought was a really good one because I do think this is something we've worked really hard at. And it's basically she didn't. Uh, the name is P. Paresha, um, the username. But uh, this is a good one. I think we totally understand what you mean. Uh, but it was only a couple words. She just said uh, how to not go crazy at the end of the day. That's the biggest <laughs> word blocking challenge. Yes. But I think that's such a good one because that is true. That, that that's I love that you actually asked that because that's such a legitimate problem for so many of us. Like you just get to the end of the day oh, yeah. and you're, just, you're tapped, you're what you're you're fried, you're done, you're overwhelmed. Well, there, go ahead. Can I just say too on I don't know, I think too we have to realize not only is this a whole new rhythm for all of us, especially like your kids are home, you might be working at home together. Um Maybe you've lost a lot of help and so a lot of responsibility falls on you, but we're also all carrying so much emotional weight of the economic crisis, um, sickness, like not seeing people, all those things. And I was even thinking about extroverts. I feel like that would be so hard too. We all need people, but I feel like people that get really filled up by being around other people, that could be another difficulty so we have to realize too not only is this normal like exhaustion at the end of the day it's also our emotions are does that make sense okay may i say every time we podcast i get so hungry so i always have a snack and jeff always gives me a hard time he's like don't be chewing and smacking while we're talking so i brought a whole thing of girl scout thin mints and I've been so quiet and Jeff just went to grab it and the whole bag broke and now there are crumbs everywhere. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I tried to be so sneaky and that did not so go well. So sneaky. Oh, well. Um, okay, so yeah. anyway, go ahead. Well, I was going to first say what you just said, so I won't repeat it, but yeah, basically oh, just okay. affirming. No, no, I mean, in, in a second thing, just affirming the emotional side, the emotional yeah. toll. It's normal. It's real. There's a lot of tolls. Yeah. There. The one thing I would say, and this is, this will be a family... I'm putting the cart before the horse here. Um, I think we'll announce in a couple of days or it's already been announced when you hear this, but the family teams podcast is a new thing we're going to do. So we're starting a new podcast with Jeremy and April family teams podcast, uh, kind of like a, kind of like this one, the real life podcast, but with them um, and more on like family specific topics and kind of different series, blah, blah, blah. But we, the first, we, we have a four part series through one of a Wendell Berry episode that we're going to release that I think kind of mm-hmm. also touches on a lot of, um, points for people on the conversation of like you shouldn't feel this way right Mm -hmm. you shouldn't feel fried and empty and overwhelmed by the end of the day but but everyone does because our culture makes us yes so it's not your fault but our actual system for family and parenting is set up this way and it's just like a really bad system so we kind of deconstruct the system talk about historical stuff for 100 150 years blah blah blah. just saying that like that i think would be a really helpful Mm -hmm. podcast from deconstructing the framework of like 
of course you feel that way. We all feel that way. This The system that we have created in America for parenting and family is just heinous and horrible. It is. So, a lot of it weighs on the mom. <clears throat> exactly. So we talk about that. And I, even in this, I feel like so many husbands are being laid off. And so I, there's so much pressure there. And I feel like yeah. women could feel the pressure of needing to support their family now yeah. or also the weight that their husband's carrying. Um, or maybe their husband is work trying to work extra and so then you're bearing I know it could be so many things exactly. so, so many layers so there's that and then the only other thing if I could just get super practical if that's what you're asking too I would say uh, if I can think through I mean we have a lot of stuff rhythm systems we try to practice a lot of different things Dude, training a lot of our kids also are you know crazy and it doesn't always go perfect right. blah 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 but if I could like really quickly really, top three or yeah or just like what's the one that's like that's the most mm, ROI yeah. you know and maybe it is a couple, but I would say for me, thinking of that really quickly, I would say the biggest thing that makes us not get to the day overwhelmed is developing and training, and this takes months and if not years, a system specifically for wake up time, nap time, and bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think has saved us. Like our kids don't come out of their room till eight. Well, I just started this new little routine with Kinsley where she can come down at 730 and read the Bible with me for like special time, blah, blah, blah. But like the kids don't wake us up. We wake them up or they, we get yeah. them up. They have to stay in their room for quiet time until eight. Um, and sometimes they get up pretty early. So like that's, they're in there for a bit. Um, and then they have to have quiet time from like one to three thirty, and then they go to bed at six thirty or seven. So like, um, we've developed these systems where like, it's really our, our time, our days are very much in, in blocks Yeah, and very much sustainable due to the time constraints we've put on everything mm-hmm. and then it's what we've noticed is doing all that it makes us a better parent when we're, mm-hmm. we are with them we're more refreshed yeah. and fun and with them and because we're not just like waking up and, and i do think the morning is almost the most important i think if you're waking up with this yeah one of the i like i know this would be really hard for me if if i just woke up with like a kid in my face and like and go time i would just like woof you know, to it's have time hard. to read, think, be friend with the Lord. Now, of course, there's circumstances where all that's different with school schedules, age schedules, single parent, maybe. Yes, yes, yes. Grace for everyone. But if you are in a place where you can try to bend, you know, your life and schedule the next year towards a more sustainable kind of block schedule or um, you being in control of their morning, their na- their quiet time and like their bedtime, then I just think that's a huge, huge jump. Would you mm-hmm. say that? Totally. And yes. You know, Anything else you'd add to that? There's so many. I'm just trying to think of something that's useful during this crisis. Um, Yeah, I think definitely implementing a quiet time and not feeling guilty about that. And it doesn't have to be putting on a show. It's like, okay, go in your room and play, read, whatever that looks like for your family. Um, Maybe letting them stay out in the living room and you locking yourself in your room for an hour. Um, I don't know. It just depends what that looks like. Um, what's some other ones? I think too, I was thinking today in this season, um, just be simple. Like, um, really think through what are the priorities in this season for your family. So maybe the top priorities are making sure your kids are loved or feel loved and seen, um, whatever, like you're connecting with your husband, and making sure that they're fed. I don't know. It could be whatever it is. You know, we have all these things. We have cleaning the house. We have prepping meals, grocery shopping, um, homeschool, all those things. And so really laying it out and prioritizing it. And then that means then letting some things go. Like, well, I feel like the last two weeks I've just 
haven't really vacuumed our house much and the floors are not so great, but it's like, okay, that's at the bottom of my list right now that, so I'm going to just put that aside. So just being really simple, maybe if, um, you know, you're having to do a, a lot of meal preps, like a lot of us aren't eating out or whatever, and that's a strain, just thinking super simple meals or doing double batches of things so you can freeze and not have to cook every night, um, having leftovers, having your husband cook too, like just, and I was thinking too, really sitting down with your spouse and talking about all the responsibilities now, cause this looks totally new. It's like everything's been thrown out the window. So now what do we, what do we do? And really talking about responsibilities and divvying them up so that it isn't on all on you. Or if you are weighing the majority, carrying the majority than really being like, okay, what things just need to go in this season that I don't really need to worry about. Maybe my kids don't need a bath five every night of the week. Maybe it's every other night or, um, you know, maybe two nights out of the week, we put our kids down earlier than normal because we just need that break yeah. or whatever it is, just really thinking through and being creative. You have full license to be so creative with your family and what you need. And you don't need to be guilty about it. The Lord has given you as the mother of these precious children and he wants your families to thrive and to flourish. And so what systems work best for you? And um, I think for me, I usually, I have to have that quiet time during the day to just be by myself. And usually I'll nap and like check Instagram and, do whatever. Um, I try not to work during that time, like chores and stuff, because that wears me out. But lately, I've this week, I've just been making myself a coffee and reading, um, maybe doing like working on writing stuff, because that kind of is a creative outlet. Yeah. And that has actually really filled me up where I feel propelled into the next half mm -hmm. of the day, where sometimes before I would be like, oh, wow, I don't know if I'll make it through the rest of the day. So I don't know. Those are just some things to think about. But. I think that's, then that answered a bunch where, yeah, a lot of people, now that, I'm, well, okay. now, that I'm, now I'm scrolling through a lot, a lot of the same question of just like how to thrive in the chaos, mm -hmm. what to do, blah, blah, blah. I um, think too, just letting expectations go. Like maybe you feel so yeah. much weight and pressure of how in the world do I homeschool my kids if you've never done it or if um, you have littles that you still have really littles and then others that are bigger and need school, whatever that looks like. That's huge. Yeah. That is like, and let me tell you every homeschool mom, like, well, let me tell you me. I, it's been how many months of homeschooling since August. And I still am like, what do I do? How do I do this? What yeah. rhythm do we need? And so, and I don't, I mean, we will get there, but I think I was reading in a book um, just this week how she, Sarah McKenzie, is a great person to read. And she has always done six-week interval intervals. And so she'll do like, you know, their homeschool for six weeks and then they always take a week off. And then homeschool for six weeks, take a week off so that she can have a break. That's kind of when you need a break. And then she can also go back and review and be like, okay, what worked, what didn't, what do I need to change? Um... I got off track. What was I saying? Anyway, yeah. I think that was really encouraging just to say like, we're always kind of being like, what is working? What isn't working? And so don't feel the pressure that all yeah. of a sudden you have to homeschool and it has to look amazing or you have to excel at it or that you have to replace what they were doing in school and just really like have fun with your kids. You know, they're learning all day, every day. Yeah. You don't have to have the pressure of checking off all these worksheets. Going on nature walks is amazing. Reading, just reading together. 
um, having them do things that they really love, doing music or doing watercolor or science projects. Like just think of it as having fun with your kids instead of, um, oh, I need to check off all these things and make sure they're caught up. And I don't know. There's just a lot of pressure. I could see a lot of pressure being on us in this season and instead kind of seeing it as a gift, maybe having that perspective change and being really creative with how, what do we, yeah, how do we want to craft this season? Totally. That's good. Um, and that answered a bunch. One, one, uh, it's kind of a combo of a couple of people's challenges. It's just like, um, how do I have, uh, like, what do I do now? Like at home with the kids, kind of just like, do you have act- ideas for activities or things to do sure. with kids at home and kind of ways to play with them? And I'll, I'll let you go to, cause you dominated this, but I would say philosophically too, you need to decide what kind of family you are. Are you a family that sets up every minute for your kid um, in regards to like providing the entertainment or the schedule or the thing? Or do you kind of, are you a little bit more free range, right? And I would say we're more free range, but not free range out of like laziness. We're actually free range out of like, with like a watchful eye. Like, does it make sense? Like, I almost feel like to me, I feel like it's the, that's the best system for their creativity and their learning is to be very like, um, Actually, I'd say it's a combo. I'd say we're partly yeah, like, like I'd say we're, yeah. And I would say, yeah, totally. But I would say partly too, it's a combo of like, here, here's what I'm trying to say. You, you actually want to not let your kids be as dependent on you for specifically like entertainment and like boredom or whatever. They want to, they should need to be dependent on you for connection, for mm-hmm. food, for love, etc. But I think for like activities and stuff, like now that takes a little bit of training and that takes a little bit of getting used to. So you're not just going to be like, and don't ask me anything, you know, and then it'll be fine. You kind of just put them in positions of like, you know, what do they like to do? What kind of intrigues them? How can you put them in those spaces, create those environments? It's really actually a lot of work in a cool way where like you kind of shape space and you kind of think of ways that um, foster that. But yeah, so I think philosophically, you just have to start there because I think that will then, you know, and I would say you should. The good part about that second option too is like takes away a lot of the pressure. Yeah. I think a lot of parents feel like I yes, have to do all this totally. stuff and have all these activities, and no, you don't. You know, you know, you you just don't. Your kid just wants to be connected with, right, mm-hmm. and taught and learned. If you here's a really good. I think there's two main things that just can dominate 99 percent of the day. Your kid just wants to be connected with, for like intimacy, and then and then also just let them ask a bunch of questions and genuinely answer them. Mm. That's the learning side, right? Like kids are so inquisitive and so interested in things. A lot of us just shut it down. Like, I don't know, or move on or whatever. But it's like, let the let the kids' questions lead you somewhere. Follow them. Say, I don't know. Let's mm. look that up together. Or let's follow that. Or let's, let's or, or I know I'm a, I try to have a super specific habit where anytime Kinsley asks me questions, I try to genuinely explain it. Well, this is what it is. This is why it happened. Or I don't know. Let's find out together. Because um, I want to just kind of pack that in there and teach her and stuff like that. So th- I think letting them ask questions and answering those questions plus trying to really foster the connection takes care of like 99% of the relational part and the educational part. Share too about what you were talking about with just that playtime and letting them lead. When? What do you mean? On our trip, how you were really encouraged to play with them and just let them be the leader. Oh yeah, sorry. I I didn't know what you were referencing. Yeah. Mm. So shout out to Josh Straub out there. If you don't know Famous at Home and him and his wife, Christy, their, their ministry, it's an incredible ministry, similar to family teams. They're just like, it's all on family and kids and parenting, awesome philosophy, resources, content, um, and how to become famous at home, meaning like how to, how to make that the place you, you have your biggest wins, um, and then the workplace and all that after. So, um, but he talks about, he's, cause they got PhDs and they got more degrees than a thermostat and they just, it's crazy, right? 
Um, he's speaking foreign languages on me. But he has this one thing he talks about where I think he got it from another psychologist maybe where he talks about um, this concept of 20 free, twenty minutes 20 minutes of command-free play a day is like this golden nugget for kids' brains. Meaning like there's something super, super incredible for the development of their brains, for the development of intimacy with the parent, for development of just like their social skills, their motor skills and everything, emotional safety, to, 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 to structure 20 minutes of command-free play a day. And what that is, is basically not in the sense of like, oh, go crazy, break anything you want, do anything you want. Command-free play means kind of you become kind of the servant in the story, if that makes sense. Like, like um, you basically say, hey, let's play. What do you want to play with? You just tell me what to do. And so you kind of become the patient. You become the thing that they get to, you know, drum on or, you know, play with or whatever. And so I think that's... um. <clears throat> Uh, the way to think about it but that, but yeah that's super mm-hmm. impactful you just we see that with our kids when we're when we're really kind of staying in that habit i think you just see how much more they come alive how much more they kind of learn there's so much more of a like your brain's just on fire the kids brains are on fire in that moment because they're kind of learning leadership and intuition mm-hmm. and this and that and yeah it's amazing that's so good what would you say though as a mom of just like how do you kind of keep the day going while not being too much pressure while having like a thing to do i mean i feel like you kind of try to pick one thing a day and kind of yeah put put easy stuff then around that but mm-hmm. how would, how would you say that yeah i mean that's a funny question because i feel like i'm really i was that's what i was stressed with the other day i'm like how do i schedule do schedule for homeschool I, I don't know i've i used to be such a list person and then when i had kids it was horrible it just made me really stressed out and not see my kids so i yeah. threw out list and um the last few years i've just worked on like one thing a day and then let's just see how the rest goes or like these are my three goals this week and so but now I feel like next year with homeschool being a little more first grade is a little more uh I don't know a little more academic Mm -hmm. I'm like okay I need to have a schedule down but um all that to say yeah sorry what was the question just how do I craft a day how how would you what's your advice on just kind of like um giving a mom a few nuggets on like, how do I, how do you do activities in the day? That's kind of like keeping the structure while not going crazy or not having a ton of pressure either in themselves. Yeah. For me, the way that, and I, or just practicals of like, what are some activities yeah, you do that you kind of have in your back pocket? Yeah, and for me, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Is that the right word? Grain mm-hmm. of, sorry, my brain's going. Um, because I am a type B person. I'm pretty uh, right-brained, more relational than task driven. So, um, I just, yeah, I'm not organized at all. So I, I'm just a different personality. Um, but yeah, for me, I feel like I can pick what really helps me that a week where I really enjoy is picking like on Wednesday, Wednesday is going to be our field trip day. And obviously we can't go anywhere really during this crisis, but like today we went up country um, and we went for a walk where there aren't really anybody and we laid out a picnic. We had a picnic and I read Winnie the Pooh and they did a drawing of something they saw up there and it was like the best day ever. And so I feel like if I can have one day a week where we, it's like a special outing all morning and we do maybe normal things there, but just really, I have a few special things in my bag for the kids. Um, that's really enjoyable. And then the rest of the day, it's like, okay, I need to do these few things and then we'll just see how it goes. And, um, I don't know, that's how I'm working right now. And I feel like if I can have some plans to look forward to, like St. Patrick's day, I had three little 
crafty things to do. That was really fun. And it's not like we get through them super quick. It's kind of like when they fit in during the day, depending on what the kids need and all that stuff, their hearts. Um, But that just helps me to really enjoy special moments. And I've just learning more about myself and what I enjoy and what my kids enjoy. So for, um, and my, you know, our kids are little, but for us after quiet time lately, I've been trying to do read aloud time. So at least 10 minutes, if it goes, you know, sometimes it's like 30 minutes and it's just really sweet. It's like snack time. I'm going to read aloud and I love, that's like my favorite time of the day. Um, and then I'm also, I have to force, it's not that I feel like I need to have all these activities planned for my kid, but I really enjoy hanging out with my kids. Yeah. Um, and so I like doing things with them, but then also sometimes I feel guilty if I'm not with them. And I'm really learning lately, especially this week, I was just telling myself, Kinsley and Cannon just love to play. And lately their creative with minds, each other. Yeah. with each other, their creative minds are so creative that um, we'll wake them up from quiet time and sometimes they won't come down because they're just playing together. Yeah, because you tell I've, them the monitor, like, hey, quiet time's over, you can come down. And they'll... And, lately, but, they've but just been they, staying up there. Yeah, what they, do, what they do though is then they can like join and hang out and then instead of just joining and hang out and coming down, they'll just hang out. Yeah, and so I'm learning to be like, okay, we don't have to have every hour planned. This pl- hour can just be like, you guys are just going to play together. Mm-hmm. And, and that's I, super and valuable I'm gonna, for relationship, for yes, fun, for learning how to play. So, like the other day they played for an hour that they were dogs. Yeah. And play so, is one of the best things that kids can do because it it's, it's everything. It's education. It's them learning social cues, then learning relationship cues, emotional safety. Mm-hmm. Play is like the learning conduit for everything. Yeah. And so I'm learning to kind of be like, okay, I don't they don't need me right now. I'm going to just let them enjoy and play. And I know as they get older, that'll be more and more, but um, that's been really sweet. And so I'll either get work done or I'll just do something fun or be with Lucy or get household stuff done. So that's been really fun. Um, But things, other things that we really, I mean, we do our school. um, We, through the crisis, we like do at least one walk a day, sometimes two and the kids go out on their scooters and we kind of go the same route in our neighborhood, but sometimes we'll adventure to new areas. So that's been really, really fun. Um, I'm trying to think. And for us, I will say we are not anti shows at all. I love shows, but I have realized that the kids sometimes can't, how do I say this? Yeah, there's a threshold where you start seeing it affect their attitudes and stuff like that. Yeah, for us. And I think that's normal for screen time. So I think we have to, we always try to have a very specific, and I think I tell people this, like you have to have a policy for your screen time. Yeah. You know, for us, it's usually like seen as a treat. It's okay with travel and it's okay with sickness. Um, But just like any treat, if you eat too many chocolate chip cookies, you get sick. And so Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, we're just always mindful of that. Well, and I only say that because like on our trip, we watched tons of TV because... We traveled a lot. That was how... Travel's how we we say that's okay. And that's how we did quiet times and and like the morning so that we could just have time to ourselves. Um, But I was really seeing how it was affecting them. And so coming home, I was like, okay, we just need to like have a fast from... Yeah, screens. Well, not even a fast. I mean, just go back to normal because they've never watched just That's one true. screen in their sh- <laughs> in their life. But sometimes for, I'm just saying that because sometimes for me as a mom, it's easy to be like, okay, I just need like a half hour to do something. I'm going to turn on a show and totally. then I'm like, oh, they're having so much fun. It's so peaceful. I'm just going to let them keep watching. And um, which is fine on some days, totally. But I just have seen things rise up in their hearts that I'm like, oh, that was not the payoff I wanted, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And... um. 
And so I sometimes as a mom have to be like, no, I don't need to do a screen right now. I can send them to go do something and like their creative mind goes crazy. And so I don't know why. I'm just saying that because um, I think sometimes I'm tempted to be like, oh, I'll just do this. But anyway, I don't know. Anyway, that's just a side note, a little added. But we do do Saturday night. Movie, movie nights, nights, which too, are really fun. One thing I like to say is not all screen time is created equal. We yeah. also then parents tend to be like, oh, screens or no screens. or it's, like, it's not all created equal. A kid on an iPad in the corner is vastly different than a family immersed in a story that then is like, you know, in a, a narr- narrative moment for the family. You mm-hmm. know, like those are two different things. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if like movie night tradition, ritual, immersive, you know, versus mm-hmm. like a kid that's like pulling away from the family and doing some game or whatever. So mm-hmm. not all screen time is created equal. Make sure you're kind of, I think putting names on it, putting policies on it, having structures on it. And then that lets you also then feel less guilty about like, I know for us, it's like we, they barely watch it at home. But when we travel, we let them watch it. And so for us, then it's like we don't tend to feel bad about like, oh, is this too much or not too much? It's yeah. just we keep an eye on it. But it's just like, yeah, we're traveling. They can watch it. So I, I think guess, it puts a little more um, thing on it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I say that because sometimes I feel like our family could can feel like it's falling apart. And I'm like, what is going on? And I... I'm like, oh, we've been watching a lot of TV. Totally. And so we shut that off. And then it's like after two days, it's they're playing great together. Totally. They're, and I'm not saying that's the answer to everything. But sometimes um, that like is a real blessing to our family. Yeah. So that was a side note. But yeah. I'm just adding that. We love, one of my favorite things to do is watercolor. Yeah. And kids I, love that. And yeah. the kids do an amazing, and watercolor is so much better than any other paint style because it's, it's just like, dirty. it's watercolor. It's just, well, it's just like not yeah. s- that stainable or it's not real paint as much. Yeah. So I love going the to our backyard if it's a nice day totally. and watercoloring. Um, we read a lot. I'm trying to think what else. Sometimes I'll just like pick a craft on, on Pinterest and do that, but. 95% of the time it doesn't go as ideal as I like to think it does. Um, and then a lot, I feel like we bake together. Yeah. Like, doing food together is yeah. huge with the kids. The kids love it. And they love it. Easy for them. Gardening is another easy one. Kinsley loves that. Um, so yeah. Playing, just playing with their toys. Yeah. I don't know. So all that to say, those are just some ideas, but. Those are good. So, yeah. okay guys, well that's another episode. We love you guys. We hope you have a good, good week and we'll see you next week. Bye.